Alrighty, so the Dallas Mavericks beat the actual Brooklyn Nets um, 96-94 to as Luka Doncic extended his 30-point streak to nine. Nine games he done scored 30 points or more. And it's just quite uh, remarkable on what this guy is able to do. If you ever watch Luka Doncic play, he plays very slow and methodical. Like, he's very deliberate in his movement. Now, um, of course, he may flop some, but Luka Doncic is a big guard. Um, Even though he may not look like it, but I've watched him play in person. He is a tall, big, physical guard, and he can dribble past you. Um, he actually got nice vision where he can find the open player. Um, he has nice ball handling skills and definitely he can shoot the ball. So Luka Doncic scored 36 points last night, becoming only the second NBA player ever with nine consecutive games of at least 30 to begin the season. And the Dallas Mavericks beat the Brooklyn Nets 96 to 94 on Monday night. Now, one thing to talk about is the supporting cast for Luka Doncic. And I think that is something that is very important to talk about when you talk about his supporting cast because he has some shooters around him that if uh, opposing teams double or try to triple team him, he always does a great job in finding the open man so that way they are wide open to hit jumpers. Now, um, Dorian Finney-Smith, he's a forward. Um, he actually was five for nine, which is 55.6 from the field. He was two for five for three point range, which is 40%, six from six from free throw line, 100%, which is very good. Now, Spencer did Woody. He struggled last night, but they was able to pick up um, where Luka Doncic scored um, some good points in as uh, far as to be able to take them over the hump. He had 36 points. Then you had um, Dorian Finney-Smith had 18 points. And then you had Tim Hardaway Jr. He was four from eight for the field goal with 50, 50 percent for the field goal percentage. And then he was two for four at 50 percent. See, these are the things that are key, guy. And then, then you had Josh Green, Josh Green. Another guy, he was five for five from the field, two from two for three-point range, 100%, and he had 16 points, and Tim Hardaway Jr. had 11 points, and then you had Dorian Finney-Smith had 18 points. And see, this is the key, and um, Isaiah Thomas has said something very powerful, and he is 100% correct, is that when you score 30 points, in a game and you're able to keep the opposing team under a hundred points, your 30 points or 30 plus points is going to be that much more significant in beating the other team or the opposing team. And he is absolutely correct because that 30 plus points, it is, it brings it up to a magnitude where you demolish the other team's psyche. You demolish the other team's as far as their output and points because at the end of the day, it's about who scores more points and who does it, right? So he, he also went on Isaiah Thomas to say, if you don't 
keep a team under 100 points and then the other team scores over 100 points, your 30 plus points or 30 points is not going to be significant. So they was able to keep the New Jersey Nets to 34 to, to 94 points, which the reason why they was able to win that game. And it just speaks volumes um, on how the Dallas Mavericks are structured around Luka Doncic. I'm going to say this again. Luka Doncic definitely is an MVP caliber player for this season. He's a one in a lifetime type player. Um, the way he plays the game, the way they have orchestrated that team and structured that team around him specifically around him. The way he plays is perfect. And I do like to pick up on how they picked up Christian Wood. Now, Christian Wood kind of struggled a little bit. Um, he did. He only had six points. Um, he was three for nine from the field, 33.3 for the field goal percentage. Um, he was 0 for 1 for three-point range. So, you know, but he's not going to do that every time. So I do like to pick up as another big man who can dribble, who can get his own shot, and who can hit the three ball. They're always keeping – or putting things in perspective to stretch the floor so that way teams can't focus on Luka Doncic. So let's look at um, the Brooklyn Nets right quick to see if they line up. Kevin Durant, he scored 26 points, right? And he was 10 for 20, 50% from the field. And then he was 1 for 3, 33.3% for three-point range. Now you had Royce O'Neal, um, he scored 15 points. He was 5 for 12 from the field, 41.7% uh, field goal percentage at 4 for 8, which is 50% for the three-point range. Then you had Nick Claston, um, he had 10 points. Um, you could tell Nick Claston has been working on his game. He definitely has gotten stronger as an individual professional basketball player, he's been able to take bumps. He's been able to still finish at the rim. And this dude gets several dunks a game. So his 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 work ethic is really paying off for him. You have Joe Harris. He scored 14 points. He was 6 for 10 from the field, which is 60% for the field goal percentage. And then he was 2 for 5 for three-point range, which is 40% for three-point percentage. So that's pretty good. And then you had another one, Cam Thomas. He had scored 19 points. He had 5 for 13 from the field, which is 38.5%. Uh, then 2 for 4 from three-point range, which is uh, 50% from the three-point percentage. So when you Markeith Morris, he did not play. And I'm just going to say this uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. I feel that the Brooklyn Nets are struggling um, when you have – um, your, you know, two key players, um, even though um, um, what's the guy name? Um, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons played a little bit, but I'm just going to say this, man. In order for the Brooklyn Nets to be able to go far in the playoffs, at some point, they're going to need Ben Simmons to score the basketball. And I've been hearing people saying that, you know what, they don't need him to score Yes, you do. They don't need him to score. They just want him to play defense, uh, play the, you know, the best player on the other side and rebound the basketball and find the open man. Yeah, but until you get into the playoffs, it is magnified. You cannot be handicapped where you don't even look at the rim and consider yourself a threat on the floor. 
I've never seen a, ba- a professional basketball player with this type of mentality where he does not even look at the rim. And that's mind boggling to me. And, you know, they got to pick up with Seth Curry. He struggled. Um, he's been out on the injury reserve. So it's probably going to take him some time to get his legs back underneath him. But the loss of Kyrie Irving is tremendous. And, you know, with everything that he's got going on off the court, it's going to be very hard for me to believe that the Brooklyn Nets are going to be a strong contender out of the Eastern Conference. Not especially when you have Milwaukee that's out there. And let me tell you something. You can't sleep on Toronto. You got the Chicago Bulls. You got the Boston Celtics. Um, let me tell you something. You have some strong teams, some strong teams in the Eastern Conference where it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a battle. And don't forget about the Miami Heat. You got some and then the Philadelphia 76ers, they are struggling a little bit. But as the season prolongs itself, you're hoping that they can get back James Harden um, healthy. It's going to be a dogfight at the Eastern Conference. Um, and I just feel that with all the distractions that is going on with the Brooklyn Nets, it's going to be very hard for them to stay focused on their strategies or what they want to do and what they want to be as a basketball team in order to stay competitive and relative. But with that being said, Luka Doncic took the actual Dallas Mavericks two points over the Brooklyn Nets for the W and they won 96-94. Until next time, tune in to my podcast, Game of Life, and stay tuned.